now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. It's been my pleasure being your host here every week. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. My anniversary is coming up. It's in March. Uh, so it'll be 31 uh, years for me, 31 years. Uh, I have handled hundreds of transactions here in our fair city. Everyone is different. That's part of the fun of real estate here. I've been, uh, I'm proud to be ranked one of the top REMAX agents here in Western Canada. I would be pleased to help you as well too. So if you would like to chat about your real estate needs, what's going on, maybe making a change, you can find me and the rest of the whole home show team members by visiting the cfax1070.com website, uh, look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. Or you can always reach out to me, as many of you do every week. We love hearing from you. Uh, and as a reminder, too, if you're a podcast listener, just go to iTunes or Google Play. All of our four-plus years worth of history are there. So much great information. Always amazing guests, including today. We're having a conversation with our show partner and sponsor. She's been with us pretty well since day one, since this show began. It's Denise Webster from Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. We're going to be talking today about breaking a mortgage term. Now, this is uh, a very complicated process, procedure, and discussion. <laughs> it's going to take a lot of conversation. It's not as easy as you might think. And the other thing, too, is the numbers may surprise you. This, for instance, is if someone decides to sell or move before the end of their term, you know, if it's a five-year term or three-year term or whatever, what kind of financial liability are they going to be faced with? And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, it's going to be so much great information. Uh, as always, we start our show by having a conversation about real estate related matters. And if you have something that you'd like us to chat about, just reach out to me. Uh, again, go to cfax1070.com or Google Tony Joe Real Estate, Tony Joe Remax. You will find me online. I'm at the Prime Real Estate Team. It's Tony at primeteam.ca uh, or give me a call. Happy to chat with you. Now, something that I have talked about in the past, but I just want to sort of reiterate right now. It's interesting how the market continues to be busy. It's been hectic. Yes, there's no inventory. That's been the story that has been for some time. Prices are continually getting stronger. We have more people moving into our region here than ever. It's amazing. Every week I get phone calls from Ontario or for the lower main, from the lower mainland, people wanting to move here. And we all know this. Folks, we all know why, because this is the promised land, Victoria and Vancouver Island. Many of you listening right now were not from here, born and raised. You came here from another place, and it's because you chose to be here in Victoria. Other people are choosing to do so as well, too. As a result, whenever the market is busy, 
uh, we always see a major uptake in students for the real estate course. And that these are people who want to become realtors. They're in the position that I was in 30, 32 years ago now, actually, as I think about it. Uh, and it's this daunting thought about how do I get into the real estate business? Now, a little aside here, and I have mentioned this to you before, uh, aside from my regular duties, not only being your weekly host here at the Whole Home Show, but also being a uh, real estate agent. I, I run a team. It's the prime real estate team. I help people every day with their real estate needs. One of my other jobs on the side, and I do this um, really for giving back to our industry, if anything, I'm an instructor for our provincial regulators, the British Columbia Financial uh, Services Authority, BCFSA. I'm also an instructor for our provincial association, the British Columbia Real Estate Association. Uh, and the reason why I'm bringing this up right now is because I teach the applied practice course, which is the course that people take once they pass their exam. They've got to do two weeks online, and I'm one of the moderators, followed by two days in class. And of course, we're doing this all by Zoom nowadays, because of course, the pandemic. Uh, they must then do uh, four and a half months of uh, practical field assignments, followed by another day in class, uh, and then they get their full license. There's an entire process. Uh, it's the exam that people are most scared about. Hey, I remember, I remember studying for that back in 1990. And, you know, even back then, um, I hadn't been to school for a little bit. So we're all nervous if we haven't written the exam for a while. Uh, it is quite the daunting exam. You need to get 70% to pass. I've heard so many people that got, you know, 69% or just made it by the skin of their teeth at 71%, um, whatever. <laughs> Actually, there's a lot in the exam in the pre-licensing course. Uh, and, and this is no secret, folks. This is no secret at all. There's a lot that's in the pre-licensing course that is not really relevant in everyday real estate practice. You know, one of the things that people are often scared about is the calculator and doing math and calculating mortgages. Uh, should we know that? I suppose so. But when I have a client who's looking for mortgage calculations, guess what we do? We call Denise Webster. We call our trusted mortgage broker. They're the ones that do the math. Uh, I'll be honest with you, folks. I don't think I've pulled out that calculator, uh, the one that we had to use back then, which was the Texas Instruments VA35. It's probably in my drawer here still. I haven't pulled it out since I wrote the exam back in uh, late 1990, <laughs> right? So um, yeah, it's one of those things. You got to get through this. Um, and then you go on to the applied practice course, which is this uh, uh, two weeks. Uh, there was conjecture out there. I don't think it's a published stat, uh, but a few years ago, I had heard that the attrition rate of people that get licensed is somewhere around 80% fallout after two years. Um, this doesn't surprise me because we do see a lot of people. You know, what's common is you get your license, you get into the business. Uh, there's always friends or family or, or acquaintances, acquaintances to sell. Uh, and typically people, when they get into the business, yeah, they have a good little start. But the biggest thing that eludes a lot of people is continuity and to be able to have a sustainable business where there are people to serve uh, on a regular basis. It's the reason why a lot of the old timers like me been around for a long time. We've served a lot of people over the years. We get introductions and referrals from uh, clients, again, rebuying or their family members, uh, kids. Pretty soon I'll be serving grandkids, I think. Ah, oh, that's going to gonna scare me a little bit. But um, the industry can be unkind because it really is 
owning a business. Now, um, I often tell people when they're thinking about getting into real estate, it is no different than having a retail outlet. You know, you look at these shops here, they lease a space, they pay for staff, they pay for overhead. We're all accustomed to these things. Even though real estate, we may not have a shop storefront, there are continually uh, continuing expenses and responsibilities that we have. Licensing courses, um, uh, marketing costs, uh, um, there's fees to be at the real estate office because an office requires staffing. It requires a lot of things. So um, it really is an investment in the business. Something that they didn't teach me, by the way, 30 years ago was how to run a business. And I'm actually really enthused by seeing a lot of these licensees get into the uh, real estate uh, uh, industry now who are coming in with it like a business, a business plan. How are they going to build their business? How are they going to keep it uh, sustainable? Um, but I guess what I'm getting to here, folks, if you are thinking of getting into the real estate business or you have friends or family or your kids or grandkids or whatever, um, is it easy? Well, it seems that way right now because of the way the market is. Um, but I can assure you folks, it requires a lot, a lot of effort, a lot of training, a lot of skill. Uh, that's the reason why it does elude a lot of people over time. You may know somebody that tried to real estate out for a little bit, didn't work for them. You know, the difficulty is the barrier to entry is pretty low, but the barrier to leaving is also low as well, too. But listen, if you have questions about the real estate training process, about learning, becoming a realtor or whatever, you can always reach out to me. Happy to chat with that, uh, about that with you as well, too. So uh, again, just visit the cfax1070.com website uh, or reach out to me, Tony Joe with the Prime Real Estate Team, Tony at primeteam.ca. Uh, happy to help. And I always will give you the story straight up without sugarcoating. There's no need to sugarcoat a career in real estate. It works for some, doesn't work for others. Um, but I will tell you, 30 years, I love it. And I continue doing it, and I'll be doing it for a long time. Need to take our first break here. When we come back, we'll be having a chat with Denise Webster about penalties on your mortgage. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to another episode of The Whole Home Show. You know, the whole notion of mortgage brokerage continues to confuse people sometimes. It was the way before where if you wanted to buy a house or wanted to get a mortgage, you walk into the bank and you have a conversation, maybe even dress up, kind of like having an interview and uh, tell the banker all about yourself and, you know, keep your fingers crossed. Hope that the banker would be nice and uh, give you a mortgage. And of course, there's an entire process connected with that as well. To fast forward to when I got into the business, about 1991, the whole notion of mortgage brokerage was kind of new. There was a couple of uh, people actually still in the business right now that uh, took on not just representing a bank, but a number of lenders and, and banks and things like that. And this is becoming I was just about to say, this is becoming popular. This is popular. And of course, we know that because one of our show sponsors and show partners from very day one here at the Whole Home Show has been uh, Denise Webster, Denise from Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Uh, and she, of course, is our guest today because we're going to be talking about all things mortgage. Denise, how are you? I'm very well, Tony. Thank you. How are you? 
I'm great. And you know what? I know you don't want to toot your own horn, but I am going to do it for you because oh. I know you just received this award and you are the top 2% of mortgage, uh, Dominion Lending Center's mortgage, uh, mortgage reps in Canada. Thank right? You. Thank you. Yeah. You weren't going to say it. I know. So you leave it to me. No. Thanks. I appreciate that. It is. It's a very, uh, I'm, I'm very proud of the award and, and it's been a busy, busy couple last year. I got another busy year ahead, I think, but it's nice to see the uh, acknowledgement. I will tell you though, you know, because we have these production awards as well too. Um, really it's a testament to the fact that you not only help a lot of people, you successfully help them. It's production driven, which means that you need to place these mortgages in order to qualify for this, just like us, you know, we, they we actually fund, this. you're right. <laughs> they actually fund. So, so that's, that's really, really important. Um, listen, I want to dive right into the, the reason why I reached out to you for today. And that is talking about penalties, you know, right mm -hmm. now, of course, people think about, oh, I got to, I want to move on to a bigger house or I want to downsize or whatever, but maybe they signed a five-year term on their mortgage just a couple of years ago. So their five years isn't up yet. They're faced with this penalty. So let's talk about penalties. Tony, it's such a good topic. This is such an important one, something I discuss with every one of my clients. They need to know the difference of what their mortgage kind of penalty will look like. And it all comes down to whether you're in a fixed or a variable rate. Okay. And a couple of stats just for you to know, which I think are really important, is that the average Canadian, the, they say 60% of Canadians do not see their um, five-year term through. It's broken at 3.8 years, 60% of Canadians. Wow. So, I mean, I even talked to uh, another broker and she said, well, I've bought my forever home three times. It, it, like, life changes, right? Things throw you curveballs. And there's uh, a lot of things that uh, come up that trigger you to break your mortgage whether it be that you've decided to upgrade or downsize, um, whether you've had a split in a relationship, um, whether you've had to be moved for work. And sometimes the mortgage, is, you know, they're portable mortgages, but sometimes the house you want to port it to is not going to be okay with that lender. So it's never a guarantee that you can port your mortgage. Um, so there's a lot of things that can come up that trigger thing, uh, clients to break their five-year term. So you've got to know why and how your penalty is going to be calculated. Well, because I'm guessing when, when you're having a conversation with a, um, uh, with a client and the whole conversation of what term should we pick, you, you're probably asking them, what's your goal? What's your, what's your long-term plan? And they always say, oh, I'll be here forever or whatever. Right? Uh -huh. I try, I do, I say that. So here's the loaded question. What's your five-year crystal ball? Well, nobody has it, but a lot of times they're like, oh no, our kids, we're in the right catchment. We want to stay here. We want to keep our kids in this area. We're here for five years. And just in, as an industry thing, the, if you do the math on it, the best rates are on the five-year terms. Lenders do offer one to five, seven and 10-year terms. But if you do the math on it and kind of look at, you know, if you've kind of secured that rate for those extra years in the five year, there's some arguments that I've known people that have done one year and they renew every year that can get expensive. Um, but if you do look at it in a, in a overall, the five year term is the best um, for your money with the rates. So yes, we're always usually talking about five year terms. And even though you can ask your clients, you know, can you see yourself here? Uh, there's just, you never know what's going to come up. So yeah, I, I do ask them, you know, sometimes you could, you, I do, I have looked at the one, two, three or four year term because there is a definite plan. Yeah. 
But for the most cases, people think they're going to be there for the five years. So what sort of precipitated this whole conversation was I had a client who uh, just sold their investment property. Mm. And they, I'm pretty sure their plan was to hold it forever. But seeing what's going on in the marketplace right now, plus the fact that their tenant gave notice, it had them thinking, you know what, maybe now's the right time. So anyways, we sell the, we just sold the property a couple of weeks back, big dollar. So we got big dollar in the complex and all that kind of stuff. And I always have the conversation with clients. I say, have you talked to the bank about your penalty? I don't want this to be a surprise. Mm -hmm. right? Good for you. Yeah. And, uh, and they did. Of course, we sell the property. Um, what they didn't tell me was how much the penalty was because it is an interest rate differential. And for them, it was $12,000. Yeah. Oh, I've heard much bigger ones than that. Yeah. So this is not, this is a not insignificant figure. It is often no, a big dollar. No. Yeah. It's a big number. I've seen 30, 40, $40,000 penalties. Okay. Which begs the question then for people who are listening, it's like, well, why would somebody pay a $30,000 penalty? Um, sometimes there's no choice, right? Yeah. If you are not porting that mortgage somewhere and you're just selling a property because a, you have to sell, then you're getting out of the mortgage. There's nowhere to place that again. It's, it's just the penalty. cost of selling. It's it is the cost of selling. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you can port it by all means, if you've got, and you're buying oh, and, it. And by home. the way, but for our listeners, porting means you take it from one place to the next. Yes. Yeah. 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 And porting is not necessarily just a quick topic on that. Porting means you're taking that mortgage as is over to another property. So you have to qualify with that remaining amortization. You're taking that remaining term. You're taking that rate with you to avoid the penalty. So I've seen people, you know, upgrade and you can do a port increase, add funds to it. And when you increase, they may not qualify with that remaining amortization of the existing mortgage. That's another really important thing to know about porting. Mm -hmm. Another topic. <laughs> well, so, and, and the other thing is, why is the bank being so mean? Why are they going to, why are they going to charge this 30, whatever, 12,000, 30,000, you know, tell us what, it's what is a great, the reason? It is. Why are they so mean? Well, we're yeah. talking about our top, your six big banks here. Um, it's not governed. It is not regulated how they calculate the interest rate differential. So the verbiage is on a fixed rate mortgage, if you're in a five-year closed, everybody's in a closed mortgage for the most part, and a closed term is going to be the better rate, but it's always going to trigger a penalty if you break it before the maturity date. So the terminology says it's the greater of the two, either three months interest penalty or the interest rate differential. And most mortgage companies will actually show you how they calculate it. When you get your annual statement from your bank, um, it is on there. It'll show you A plus B minus C, whatnot. You know, it'll tell you what how they're calculating. It'll give you a ballpark. But what can trigger it is when you break it and how many years are remaining. So in a nutshell, the easiest thing to do a calculation for a bank interest rate penalty is take your mortgage balance and times it by four and a half percent. That's the ugly truth of it. That's usually what an IRD kind of works out to. So if you want to figure out a ballpark, if you've got two or three years remaining in your mortgage, yep. take your principal balance and times it by four to four and a half percent. If you have a $500,000 mortgage, that's $22,500. I have never heard this formula before. It's wow. just an easy ballpark, but I can break it down and get it a little bit closer. But I always, always tell my clients, you need to call your bank and you need to ask for a quote today. 
And you need to ask what year are they comparing it to? So an interest rate differential. Well, penalty- oh, Denise, hold on. We're, we're yeah. diving deep here, but can you believe it? It's commercial time. We got, we okay. got to take a, Good. oh, we're, this is going to be a two segment conversation because there's so much to cover. Uh, listen, folks, we're having a chat with Denise Webster, our intrepid mortgage broker from Dominion Landing Center's Modern Mortgage Group, show sponsor and supporter, and always happy to hear from you guys. So if you need to reach out to Denise, the number again, Denise? 250-889-4743 or an email to denise at denisewebster.com. Yeah, and of course, you can find her contact information and the rest of the Whole Home Show team members by going to cfax1070.com and all of her info is there. But we got to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to the Whole Home Show and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole home show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. Of course, you can find their contact information and mine as well, too, by visiting cfax1070.com. Uh, go under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. And as a reminder, if you're a podcast listener, you can listen to all of our prior episodes over four years worth by going to iTunes or Google Play and looking up the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. Having a conversation with show partner and sponsor Denise Webster from Dominion Landing Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Uh, things were getting hot and heavy just before the break, Denise. This is a juicy topic here because we're talking about penalties when somebody is breaking their um, their term. You know, we're talking about a five-year term. Just before the break, you were talking about a general rule of thumb, which is taking your mortgage balance and multiplying it by four or four and a half percent to give you an idea. So, you know, uh, guys, when you're listening, as you're listening here, many of you might be thinking, oh, I remember when it was three months interest. So it's basically three mortgage payments. So we're talking a lot. We're talking a whole different scale here now. Right. It Denise, is. Tell us about interest rate differential. What, what does that mean? IRD. This is what they re- refer to. Well, the mo- number one thing to remember is that applies to fixed rates only. In a variable rate mortgage, if you take a variable, you actually know for a fact that if you break it at any point in the five-year term, it is only three months interest. That's the beauty of a variable rate mortgage, and it's governed by our interest act. Um, You always have to make sure you're not in a no-frills mortgage, something that you've got the most ridiculous low rate on because they can trigger a larger penalty in the variable if it's a no frills mortgage and that's That's a that's a reminder not everything is as good as it appears never you need to read the fine print you have to get your broker to read the fine print you so variable rate three months interest fixed rate three months interest or interest rate differential very important whatever is higher so um, back to that quick math. Yeah, that's a very quick calculation. And um, it's a good way to start a ballpark. Again, you have to call your bank and you have to get a quote. But if you want to know the kind of understanding behind it, it is usually on your annual mortgage statement, they do try to explain it. But how I explain it to my clients is, it's about posted rates by the bank and discounted rates. So when you get a five year fixed rate, 
if you go to the bank, they will say our five-year posted rate is such and such. And we're going to offer you this rate today as a discount. And it's the discount that comes into play when they're calculating these interest rate differentials. Okay. They're creating a spread between the rate they gave you and at the time of the rate when you break your mortgage, what rate they're going to take a loss on. So let's just say the five-year posted rate was 5%. And then you got a mortgage a five-year term for 3%. They gave you a 2% discount. That 2% discount is what is going to come into play when they look at the, you say you break your mortgage and you have three years left. Now they're going to go look at their three-year posted rate and they'll apply that 2% discount to their three-year posted. And so let's say the three-year posted rate was, I don't know, let's say it was four and a half percent. Now they take that discount off and you've got that uh, one and a half rate. So now your rate of 3% versus what they think they have to sell their mortgage at at one and a half percent creates a big spread between rates. And they're going to take that times the map, the mortgage balance remaining and the term remaining. So it is a calculation, but you have to know what that discount is on your current rate. It's that discount that comes into play. So, and it depends when you break your term. So if you are close to having three years left, they're going to look at their three-year rate. But if you're closer to having two years left, they'll look at their two-year posted rate. So it depends when you break the mortgage. It's really important to know this because if you get a quote one day, but then you actually decide to sell the house one year later, that quote's going to be very different. It's always based on at the time of breaking the mortgage. So something you're constantly checking in with before you pull the trigger and find out what that penalty is. Um, and the difference again in that quick math, the $500,000 mortgage at 3%, if you had a variable rate mortgage and it's three months interest, that's a $3,750 penalty. If it was a $500,000 mortgage in that fixed rate and the IRD, if we roughly said it was 4.5%, there's a $22,500 penalty. Yeah. That's a huge difference. You're sure gonna wish you were in variable rate. Yeah, and that's another example. If someone doesn't read the fine print, they're thinking $3,700 and then they bump into $20,000 and then that's, you know, that's not good, right? Yeah. But, but the other thing too is it's 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 because you made the commitment to the bank. Like when you signed a five-year fix, uh, you know, at the time and you, you, you did that with all genuine intention, but then as you said earlier, Denise, things change. But then the bank is saying, hey, hold on a minute. Like you, you promised us you were sticking yeah. with this for five Yeah, it's years. a rate of return. We can calculate what we should make on this mortgage over five years. And now you've taken what our prediction of, of our, our interest earned. Yeah, it's a, re- it's a reminder too. You know, I mean, the banks, yeah. uh, it's not like they print money. Like they have to decide where they're putting the money. And if they decided yeah. to put their money in your mortgage, they're expecting a specific rate of return, right? Yeah. I think one thing that's really important to know and uh, brokers are constantly telling their their clients this, there's a very big difference between our banks and our non-bank lenders. So we call our non-bank lenders, you'll hear that referred to as a monoline, one line of business, they just do mortgages. So they are not a bank. You're not going to walk in to have a physical meeting with somebody at this monoline. It's done through the broker channel. Uh, We bring them business. Um, the they, banks can banks can sell investments. They can sell sometimes insurance. Yeah, they can sell lines of credit, credit yeah. cards. The mono line is just here to do mortgages, yeah. and they have a really good online um, access for your mortgage. So you have a, a client portal. Um, 
I, I think our mono lines are doing a phenomenal job. I'm very grateful that we have these as a wonderful option as mortgage. Can you give brokers. some names as examples for people? Oh, big ones. Yeah. I mean, they've been around 30 plus years. Uh, the, the top ones, First National, MCAP, uh, we've got Merrick's, we've got RMG and MCAP are another big company together. Okay. Yeah. They've been around a long time. Um, and then we also have our credit unions as well. Credit unions will do a very similar IRD to the banks, but the mono lines do not calculate their IRDs this way. This is so important to know that you're not going to be looking at that four to four and a half percent penalty on a fixed rate because the mono lines do not advertise posted rates versus um, uh, the discounted rate. So they don't have discounts. So if you ask a monoline, what's your best five-year rate? They don't say, well, it's 5%, but we're going to give you a discount of two and offer you three. They'll say the rate is 3%. So when they compare the rates, when you break your mortgage, they say, okay, your current rate is 3%. You're, you're breaking your mortgage with three years left. Our current three-year rate is, I don't know, 3%, maybe by the time they're the same. There's no discounts calculation involved. So if, if you're telling them that you're going to give this money back, they're like, oh, well, we can still sell this money at 3%. So there's no, a three month, yeah, three-month interest penalty. For the most part, we don't see a big penalty with those non-bank lenders, especially if rates are going down, yeah. right? So if uh, rates are going down, the, sorry, if sorry, I've got that wrong. If rates are going up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> keep it all straight, Denise. Yeah. So think about it this way. If you've got uh, investors, so that's where the money is with the non-bank lenders. Most of the investors, a lot of them are banks and they're behind all these non-bank lenders. That's where the money's coming from. Yeah. So if you say, here's a, a mortgage that we had at 3% and then you say, I'm giving it back to you. I've got three years left and their current three-year rate is 3.1%. It's gone up if rates are going up, which is the trend right now. Yep. They're like, great, give it back to us. We'll get to send it off and invest it at 3.1% now. So if rates are going up, yeah. there's no penalty. It's a three-month interest penalty with those non-banks. Of course, because they're actually going to do better with yeah. that money back. Ah, interesting. Yeah. But yeah. because of those discounts with the big banks, when they put that discount implied, they always create a spread saying, oh, we take a loss. We're taking a loss. We have to sell it at this rate, which they don't. Right? Oh really? So, okay. Uh, Denise, uh, again, it's break time. You know, it's, we're going to be talking all about uh, uh, penalties with our episode here today, but it's, in, it's important information, right? Yeah. Uh, as always, people need to reach you. The phone number is? 250-889-4743. Great. And of course... You can always find Denise and the rest of our whole home show team members by visiting uh, our page on the cfax1070.com website. Need to take our last break of the day, having some really interesting conversation about bank habits with Denise Webster. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe, having a conversation about breaking terms with your bank, of course, with Denise Webster, our mortgage broker, uh, friend, pal, supporter, sponsor here at the program. She's with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Uh, Denise, wow, what, who'd have thought we could talk for you know uh, uh, so long? And this, but this is it's really, really important information. People need to know. I mean, I've seen it from my end, and I know you do all the time. There is heartbreak that occurs when people find out they got a penalty that they never expected. And you know, we're talking at the size of mortgages today. These penalties are going to be huge. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like buy a car with this kind of penalty money, right? Yeah. 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 And everything that you've been paying towards your interest or your principal balance is eaten up suddenly, right? When you pay the penalty, you've lost some of your equity. Yeah. I, you know, I think one of the issues is that maybe it's just, it's one of those things it's, it's in our, it's in our lexicon where people just go, Oh, whatever. I can just break it anytime. You know, it's, it's all fine, but there are implications, right? I think you nailed it when you said you just don't want it to be a surprise. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it should always be, aware you should always be aware that it's there and you don't want to find out about a big penalty in the 11th hour when you've just gone to your lawyer to sell your house and you suddenly get the payout statement and you're like surprised by it i that's just an awful feeling so i think it's all about uh education and making sure your clients really understand and having that conversation with you when they're thinking about selling is so important too that just reminds them because quite often i don't hear about the client selling <laughs> yeah it just happens. Right? It just um, happens. And, and actually, it, 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 that, that whole expectation thing reminds me of clients that I had a few years ago. They moved to Quebec. And they, at the time, they, back then, people were assigning 10-year terms. Yeah. So yeah. they had a 10-year term, and then there was interest rate differential. And um, I, I'm, I'm guessing here, but I think it was like $50,000 or something massive. Uh, and, you know, property wasn't worth that much back then. Uh, but they were aware. They knew they were moving to a, a cheaper location and they were moving for a reason. I can't remember what it was, but you know, um, there was no luxury of waiting. It's like, yeah. okay, this is just what we got to do. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. quite often not a choice. No. Oh yeah. my goodness. So you started off by saying that, uh, 60% uh, of five-year term, uh, uh, terms are, are, are broken. That's they're broken that's at 3.8 years. That's the stat. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. And and the other thing too is, um, you know, some people might read into this. Oh, well, you know, this whatever twelve thousand, twenty thousand dollar penalty. The banks are making nothing but money. But like we said, you made a promise to them, right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. So I mean, I think it it, it is always going to be the heated debate of should it be fixed or variable. Right. I think that's what so many people are asking right now. And anybody who's in a variable rate mortgage is so scared right now because the media does an amazing job of fear basing. The sky is falling. The rates are going to go up. The rates are going to go up. Well, I really always feel like this is such an important topic to touch on because uh, fear gets clicks. It, it, it's what people click on. It's what people hear. Um, so I don't want to throw the banks under. I mean, I, I need the banks. They're a major part of my business and they do great job with lending. But a lot of these, um, these articles, a lot of these news feeds are from the banks. They would love nothing more than you to get out of your variable rate and lock into a fixed rate pen mortgage. Mm -hmm. They're going to get that penalty if you break it. The stats say you're going to break it. So mm -hmm. when the Bank of Canada starts looking at that overnight lending rate and they do that eight times a year, it's coming up on March 2nd. There's so much media around it all the time. And you will always hear the the variable rate, the floating rate is going to go up. It's going to go up, lock into a fixed rate. Don't do it. If you've got a good discount in your variables, do not get out of your variable rate. Stay the course. Okay. So because um, we're recording right now, we're going to be, uh, you know, our listeners are listening to this on a Saturday, of course. Right. Uh, in a couple of days, folks, from today, uh, March the 2nd, the Bank of Canada is going to announce, and I think everyone expects there's going to be a rate increase, right, Denise? Yeah, I think it's going to be a quarter percent, probably. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm sorry, go again. How, what, what are we? I guessing? think it's going to be a quarter percent. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the impact that has on people then. What, what is that going to do? Oh, gosh. You know, I think it's, uh, oh, I want to say $20. If for every $100,000 of your mortgage, your mortgage payment could increase by $20. So it's not the sky is falling, really. And that might be too much. I should have done that math. Sorry. Uh, well, um, you know, the, the main thing, though, is, you know, because the, the, the dialogue has been rates are going to go up. It's going to cause, you, you know, the market's going to tumble and all this. And, you know, we're reminding people it's a quarter of a percent. It's not going from, you know, uh, two and a half percent to nine percent or something like that. Right. Gosh, no, the I government know. would never do that. Never, ever. And I mean, I've even had some people in a total state of fear saying, oh, we're going to see double digits. Oh, my gosh. No, we're not ever. Um, but here's the really quick thing for people that are in their variable rate mortgage to say, stay the course. So, you know, in the last couple of years, we've had amazing discounts off of that variable rate. So just for everybody to understand the floating rate mortgage, the variable rate mortgage, adjustable mortgage. Um, it's based off of Canada, Bank of Canada's prime rate, and then the lenders offer a discount off of that. So we've seen discounts of like 1%. So our current prime rate right now, today, 2.45. If you got a 1% off that, you have a mortgage rate of 1.45. <laughs> if you call your bank right now because you're scared the sky is falling and you want to lock into another five-year term, you're locking in around 3%. Why on earth would you go from one and a half percent to three percent today? If variable rate goes up, it's going to be gradual. It's not going to be one and a half percent. It dropped one and a half percent in March of 2020, and it took a pandemic to do that. But that's the first time in history we've ever seen that. And they can't just suddenly go back up one and a half percent. It will never happen. Yeah. So I just we, we're, we're often reminding people because if if that was to happen, it would destroy the economy because absolutely it would absolutely it would definitely cause bankruptcies. It would well, cause why would you lock into three percent today out of your one point five percent mortgage? Yeah, huh. so really important. So there's uh, there's a really wonderful gentleman in our industry, Dustin Woodhouse, and uh, one I his, know I've, I've you know very well. Yes. His one of his famous quotes. He says it over and over again. And he says, "Life is variable. Maybe your mortgage should be too." Hmm. And it's so true, especially when you start to look at these stats of people breaking their mortgage terms. You don't know what's going to change. There's so many factors that come into why you sell your house. Okay, I'm going to hit you finance. up. I'm going to hit you up with a with a unexpected uh, bit of a dirty question. Uh oh. Okay. Because, you, you know, it begs the question, why would somebody lock into whatever 3% rate right now? Is it possible that a mortgage specialist might be saying, hmm, if I get this person locked into a 3%, I'm going to get a bigger fee? Oh, good question. No, we get absolutely nothing. Oh, okay. If you go, if you're in a variable rate mortgage, yep. you have the right to lock into a fixed rate term at any time with the lender. Whether it's a bank or a non-bank, a credit union, if you call, you have to do that directly with the bank. I can help facilitate it yeah. with the non-banks, um, but no, there's absolutely no pay to a mortgage broker when you lock in. Okay, because this is the thing. This does come up every once in a while too. I mean, let, let's just explain how mortgage brokers work. I mean, you mm -hmm. have access to, to so many lenders. If you go to the bank, the bank, uh, the, the person there is selling you what the bank has to offer. Correct. Right. 
Um, but you've got access. We already talked about the uh, mono lenders, you know, uh, the biggies. These aren't fly by nights. These are companies that have been around for years. Plus years. Yeah. yeah. Plus the others too. I mean, um, Scotiabank, um, uh, right? Yeah. Well, so here, I mean, in the broker channel, I referenced that a lot. So not all the banks, I don't have access to all the banks. They've, yep. they've kind of shifted and they do their in-house mortgage specialists. So in the broker channel for me, uh, Scotiabank, TD, our credit unions, we have HSBC now. Oh. Um, we used to have other lenders, like CIBC was in there and they became first line. They've gone back to mortgage specialists. So there's always movement in the industry. Um, we see induction of new lenders all the time. But yeah, for the most part, I'm working with my two, three big banks. Yep. Uh, the credit unions, a couple, some credit unions do it in house as well. So as a broker, it's up front, something I, I have to tell my clients, this is who I have access to. This is where I'm going to be looking, okay. but it's a lot of choice. <laughs> but then a consumer says, uh, okay, well, um, how, how do I need to pay the mortgage broker? How does that work? Oh my gosh. I wish this word got out more. No, there is no charge to the borrower. The the, the mortgage broker gets paid to bring business to these lenders, to the bank, to the monolines, to the credit unions. The banks pay us directly. So basically, uh, you know, I go to you and you set me up with a mortgage. Uh, I'm not writing you a check for your fees. You're mm -hmm. actually getting paid by the lender. Yeah. Everybody should use a mortgage broker. It's a free service. Yeah. Yeah, I, I changed my business card. My business card says it's a free chat pass because <laughs> I do a lot of chatting and it can go nowhere. Right. It, it, it is. A free okay. service. Well, you know what? I'm going to actually I'm going to I'll talk about that right now then, too, because we've had people that have talked to you and they have a pre-existing relationship with their charter bank or whatever. And I know as a fact that you have said, you know, folks, you're better off sticking with your bank. And I think this is one of the reasons why you got the award of the top 2% because you're honest and you just tell people the way it is, right? I'm, I'm very transparent, Tony. I am. I, I would tell you what I'd tell my family to do or what I'd tell my, my partner to do. Like it, it is, it's very evident of when a, a client is in a better position to stay where they are, run the course with their renewal, with their lender. Um, when we get paid is when we start a new mortgage. So when clients come to you and say, oh, we're up for renewal, um, can you do better than this? Move my mortgage. Well, yeah, if I move your mortgage to a new lender, I'll get paid. But if you sign on the dotted line and renew with your lender, no, we don't get paid. Um, and that's where I really am transparent because I know the retention lenders won't, don't want to lose their borrowers. Yeah. So they are very good and very aggressive with the renewal rates. And I quite often just poke my nose in there and help my clients get the best renewal rate with the clients. And I believe that is the best thing to do for my client. And I've got some great clients because I've helped them through it all. And at the end, they're like, now, wait a minute, how did you get paid? I'm like, well, I didn't, but I, you've got a better rate because I stuck my nose in there. And that I feel is a service. And, and that's why they tell their friends and family and they say, you got to talk to Denise Webster. That's how business is built. It's, right? it's important. It's my integrity. Oh, my goodness. So, and I know that our listeners call you because because uh, they do. That's the reason why you're here. You know? I just had a CFAX member call me the other day about his renewal. It was I love hearing that they've come from hearing me on CFAX. Uh, absolutely. And that's a reminder to all of you guys listening right now. If you I mean, hey, you just heard Denise talking. You know, this is just it doesn't get any more raw and transparent than you and I talking. Right. And if this if if, um, if you're looking for straightforward advice on your mortgage, you got to give Denise a call. Uh, again, Denise, contact information? 
Call me directly 250-889-4743 or send me an email, denise at denisewebster.com. Yeah, and again, folks, if you need to look that up, if you're scrambling for your pen and paper, just go online, cfax1070.com. Look under shows on the weekend, and that's us. It's uh, the whole home show with me, Tony, Joe, uh, Denise, and the rest of our whole home show team members' uh, information uh, is all there. Wow, so much information to cover today. And you know what? This is not a light subject. So uh, breaking uh, penalties and breaking a mortgage, Biggie, uh, thank you, Denise, for sharing this uh, with our listeners today. My pleasure. The time goes by quickly, Tony. <laughs> it sure does. And to the rest of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.